0: Welcome, welcome my friends, to our new time and place. Happy Thursday. That's gonna take me a little uh getting used to. It's like writing the new year on your check if you still write checks. Yeah? This is Jill and you're listening to K9360 on KZUM, our new time slot is Thursday afternoons at 6 p.m. and we hope that our loyal and regular listeners have followed us here and that uh, maybe you are finding us here for the first time in 19 years talking dogs and all things and issues related to dog ownership the politics of dog ownership, our responsibilities as, our, as dog owners, and a lot of conversation about our idiosyncrasies as dog owners, right? We're a funny group, um, sometimes funny odd and sometimes funny ha-ha. And uh, that's what is part of the fabric uh, on Canine 360. Um, raised some issues Uh, illustrate some things, clear up confusion, hopefully bring you some good information about what's new or uh, what's happening in veterinary medicine, Um, many tales to tell, and uh, 16 and a half years worth, so there's always always something, as Roseanne, Rosanna Dana used to say, it's always something, right? Um, Let's jump right in. This week and next week, our topic is food. I don't know if you're on any internet or social media related sites having to do with dog ownership, but there is nothing that will um, light fires and elicit uh, electrifying conversations, if that's what you call it, in social media. Like asking people, what do you feed your dog? And... In recent weeks, the New York Times has had a couple of interesting feature articles about just that dynamic. So I wanna bring some of that to share with you and um, hit some of the highlights. So we're gonna start with an article that appeared just this past Sunday in the Times, suggesting that dogs aren't begging for treats at the table anymore that dogs now have restaurants and that at least in New York City or in, they seem to skip over us here in the middle, right? They go from East Coast to West Coast, uh, special menus for canine companions, food trucks and tasting menus where restaurateurs are pulling out all the stops for pets. So if you wanna go see this article yourself, it was written by Christina Morales for the New York Times, and it appeared in the Sunday paper, April 20th, 2023. Um, we'll wait till we get through this and then see what we think about local options for this. It's a little bit of an eye-opener. Uh, it starts out by uh, with a story, as, as stories like this often do, to celebrate the 10-month anniversary uh, of the successful spinal surgery on a golden doodle she calls Jagger. Owner Kat Terejon Nisbet did not buy him a traditional rawhide bone. Instead, she paid $15 for a light pink rose-shaped dog pastry made with an antelope heart from a place called uh, Doge, D-O-G-U-E, dog A canine restaurant in San Francisco Ms. Torajon is 50 years old She lives in Santa Barbara with Jagger and his Bernadoodle sister, Sierra And she told the Times They are not going to love you more for giving them a fancy treat It's more about the love we have for them so we learn that dog owners like Ms. Toyahone Nisbet are frequenting an increasing number of restaurants across the country that offer separate menus for four-legged family members. Dog menus have become the new version of children's menus at some restaurants. And here we go, right? The story says, pet parents, can now order their dog a steak or an Alaskan salmon with steamed rice. The dog can wash that down with non-alcoholic beer made of pork broth or a bowl of dog parignon made with wild-caught salmon oil. Other restaurants says the Times, have gone a step further, catering exclusively to dogs from custom canine birthday cakes to food trucks serving chicken nuggets and burgers. At Doge, or Doggy, Um, D-O-G-U-E, the restaurant in San Francisco, dogs eat a fine dining tasting menu. Kelly Lockett is 32. She lives in Bedford Stuyvesant in Brooklyn. And she has taken Benji, her miniature schnauzer mix, to several New York restaurants with dog menus, including Judy Z's in Greenwich Village. She says, he gets so happy and he enjoys spending time with us and not spending time alone at home. The pandemic, we are told, prompted an increase in pet ownership, according to a 2021-22 survey by the American Pet Products Association which found dogs in 65.1 million U.S. households. Sales of pet products have risen by $46 billion since 2018, according to the American Pet Products Association, which predicted they will reach 143.6 billion later this year. Wow, 140, wow, billion dollars. All right, start thinking about your side hustle. Pet bakeries. Here we go. Uh, back in San Francisco, Jason Villa Campa 40, has treated his corgis, Tony and Captain to the tasting menu at Doge four times. It costs $75 a dog with complimentary sparking water or mimosas for the owner. I'm gonna let you sit with that one for just a second. a dog on a paper menu in a leather case is which is open on the marble dining table on the left side it says Doge 2023 on the right it lists the chef's tasting menu which includes wild Nilgai antelope heart from South Texas served in its natural environment for the first bite braised wild elk with celeriac cream dill and dandelion for the starter, mosaic chicken made with organic chicken breast, organic toasted nori and cabbage for the main dish, and wild Moroccan sardines and cuttlefish ink topped in pure silver leaf for the final bite. The tasting menu at Doge changes seasonally depending on the availability of ingredients which all come from family farms silver leaf I think they check that out nutritionally, we'll hope so alright, the story continues a middle aged man with dark brown hair and a goatee beard wearing a short sleeve black and blue hoodie with blue shorts holds his beagle dog this is a photograph that accompanies the uh, story, the beagle dog which is wearing an all blue glittery birthday hat with a pom pom and a bandana that says birthday boy. And that photo has this caption. Restaurants have been catering to more dog birthday parties similar to people's own celebrations like this one for Piper, a beagle. You know, I'll interrupt myself and say that last week I read an article in the New York Times. No, 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 no. LA Times that suggested that uh, children's birthday parties um, somehow on the regular in LA Cost seventy five thousand dollars. So for seventy five thousand dollar party for a six year old, shoot! If you can feed your dog at a restaurant for seventy five dollars a piece, I guess you're coming out ahead on that deal, huh? Those who think of their dogs as children, I don't know. You might want a separate savings account. All right, let's find out what these restaurants are doing. We'll go back to this story. On a recent visit, Mr. Via Campus said. The chef, Rami Masarway explained the dishes the dogs were about to eat, detailing which local farm provided each ingredient and how each meal was prepared. He served bone broth table side and put finishing touches to plates like the mosaic chicken, thin strips of white meat wrapped in nori layered together and cooked in a water bath. The chef, who's been working there for 20 years, trained in French cuisine at Le Cordon Bleu in San Francisco dog menus provide a new revenue source for these restaurants and the wilson in the chelsea neighborhood of manhattan estimates that it serves meals to most of the 30 to 40 dogs that come in every day a dog entree of steak and vegetables costs 24 dollars Despite recent, recent inflation, 40, 54% of dog owners said they were willing to spend more to provide their dogs with more nutritious, whole food diet that aligns with their household health choices, according to a small survey that was taken about a year ago by Rover, the online pet sitting service. Rover also said dogs have become a substitute for children in many households. Here's a quote pets are members of our family and we equally want to feed them that way said ron holloway who owns Woof bowl a food truck based in dumbo brooklyn that caters to dogs mr holloway and his wife solo holloway a former biochemical and electrical engineer started the mobile restaurant after making more nutritious meals from scratch for their french bulldogs Lato and dino Mr. Holloway, a military veteran and his wife, a Cambodian refugee adopted the dogs as part of his treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. Just as some folks celebrate their birthdays or holidays at restaurants, many dog owners are doing the same for their pets. uh, Owners order custom cakes, like one shaped as a ramen bowl for a Shih Tzu named ramen from businesses like Maison Depot in New York, a dog bakery and catering company where they can choose from flavors like peanut butter, funfetti, coconut, spiced apple, or carob, since chocolate is toxic to dogs. These dense cakes are made with buckwheat flour and coconut oil, and though humans could eat them, they probably wouldn't like the taste, at least according to May Eatsen, the owner of the bakery. And this little moment is punctuated with a photograph of a gray and white furry Havanese eating a dog burger and vegetables like broccoli from a bowl and to the dog's right there's an empty glass of wine Um, Wilson the Havanese eats his burger and vegetables from the dog menu at The Wilson in Chelsea, Manhattan The dog menu at The Wilson includes items like homemade dog biscuits and popsicles Main courses include grilled chicken, steak, or a burger all served with vegetables $25 a plate there's another image a furry cream-colored golden doodle sitting on the ground looking up at a wooden outdoor dining table filled with menus as the waiter fills water glasses he is cerebus a mini golden doodle waiting for his dog meal at the wilson with his owner and their friends where restaurants like this are increasingly offering dog menus So the New York Times story tells us that Ashley Marino, who lives on the Upper East Side, is planning to take Henry, her malty poo, to a birthday brunch at the Wilson later this month. She will probably order him his favorite dish, chicken with baby vegetables in a dog bowl, and he will later eat a bacon or banana flavored cupcake. She hasn't decided which. She's 37. She and her boyfriend celebrate birthdays with brunch and would like to do the same for Henry. She says, I want to experience this with him. It sounds so ridiculous to say it out loud. It's just nice to take him out and treat him to something. We're all enjoying this together. To comply with health department regulations, the pet-focused restaurants in New York City serve just dog-only items or prepare meals for pets and people separately at judy z's and the wilson dogs and their owners are seated at tables outside and the food is served in dog bowls that must be placed on the ground okay over in the east village place called boris and horton which actually serves ms Zien's treats right she was the bakery that we mentioned a minute ago We learn that dog items and pastries for humans are prepared by a separate staff and are served on disposable plates to prevent cross-contamination. Logan Mickley, a founder of the Dog Cafe, said that the city's health department had been helpful with what they had to do to make it happen with a strict list of things that they follow to a T. And so the Times gives us a couple more photographs. Let's see. One here is a dark brown dog described as a German Shepherd, Australian cattle dog mix. Although that's not what it looks like to me, but whatever. Wears a yellow collar, reaches over a silver countertop, over it, opening its mouth to eat a dog treat that someone is holding out from a takeout window. And the dog treat has light blue trim or frosting or something on it the dog's owner a woman with long brown hair and wearing a black puffer jacket sits next to her dog big smile Um, Zeus we are told is the name of this German shepherd cattle dog mix and his dog treat from Boris and Horton is a cafe in the East Village it serves dog pastries as well as items for people next to that we have another image an oval plate with a black and white checkerboard rim used to serve cookies for dogs that are shaped and iced like pink orange blue and white flowers these cookies surround a purple dog oh purple dog pop tarts wow topped with plant-based rainbow sprinkles Maison de Pause is a dog bakery, which recreates people's favorite treats for dogs like this plate of cookies shaped and iced like flowers. And these Pop-Tarts aforementioned topped with plant-based sprinkles because we don't give sugar to them. Don't do that, right? Uh, Another photograph, oval plate, this time with a dark blue outline and thinner orange outline toward the edge of the plate, holds dog treats shaped and iced like donuts. They really do look like donuts. And for the ones on the outer edge, the tops look like chocolate frosting and have plant-based rainbow sprinkles. The donuts in the middle are topped with white frosting and orange stripes. So that's a picture, right? Um, These are donate-shaped dog treats from Maison de Paz. The bakery also makes custom dog birthday cakes and serves their pastries at Boris and Horton in the East Village. We get one more picture, which shows several people sitting on a leather bench and behind are circular red tables at a cafe and there are dogs everywhere. On the left is a person wearing a white hoodie, holding a tiny white dog. In the middle, a woman with long brown hair and wearing a tight long-sleeved gray shirt feeds a miniature black and white Australian Shepherd, a waffle treat made especially for dogs. Another black and white dog waits under the table. On her table, there is a half-consumed plastic cup of iced coffee, a disposable plate, and her cell phone, which has a screensaver photo (laughs) of the dog. On the right, there's another person wearing a black jacket holding a black and white dog. So dogs like Willow, in the picture, a miniature Australian Shepherd at Boris and Horton are allowed to eat inside. And we're again reminded that the food for the dogs and the people are prepared by separate staff and served on disposable plates to prevent cross-contamination. <laughs> All right, still with me? Restaurant menus for dogs. So the last thing we learn here is that when Joey, a Yorkshire Terrier, visits New York City, his owner, Rachel Choi, who's 25, usually takes him to socialize at the dog park on the Lower East Side but Ms. Choi said he makes it clear with his whining at the entrance that he doesn't want to be there. Hmm, imagine that. Um, her interpretation is that he wants to go to Boris and Horton, which has air conditioning, to enjoy a peanut butter cupcake and have other people pet him. He just seems to have a bright mood there in a way that he doesn't have anywhere else, she said. So the New York Times telling us about restaurants that cater to dogs. Kind of a trip, yeah? Um, Let's go back quickly and look at these. um, Let's look at these statistics because I think they're kind of eye-opening find my page here okay pandemic prompted an increase in pet ownership American Pet Products Association who keeps track of these things and does a bang up job of doing so Um, I get a couple other publications but uh, they found dogs in 65.1 million US households sales of pet products have risen by 46 billion dollars since 2018 and the association has predicted they will reach $143.6 billion this year. So, um, I guess in San Francisco, $75 a plate to feed your dogs at the restaurant. That's a drop in the bucket, right? A little bit less expensive, $25 a plate for the place in. Um, New York City and if you have a dog you may know that there are a couple places here in Lincoln where you can have dogs on the patio I have not yet been anywhere that I can think of where dogs are at all allowed in the restaurant and uh, probably let's hope it stays that way Um, I think most dogs would need better manners (laughs) if they're going to be indoors. Uh, There's a restaurant in our neighborhood that allows dogs on the patio. Um, I think that Greek restaurant, can't think of the name of it, Parthenon, which is uh, now no longer um, in business. They had a regular Tuesday pups on the patio feature Uh, I don't know, although I would imagine they had something on the menu for the dogs to enjoy while the dogs were keeping company with owners. Um, What's interesting, I think, is how very, very much we need those dogs to be like us. Um, And we've talked about this here on the program before the uh, level of projection right? To assume that we know they would rather be in a crowded, noisy restaurant than napping on the couch at home um, is really an extension of how we feel, I guess. Um, There maybe isn't always a problem with that, but I guess everybody has to find the line, right? Um, How did we get here is... Part of the question we'll take up in part two of this little series about food, I can tell you um, that there are a couple of really nice resources if you're interested in learning more about feeding dogs at this particular historical moment in the 21st century in the United States of America. Um, Go all the way back to February 2007 I believe 2008 when Gina Spadafori and Christy Keith were writing The Pet Connection which was an internet blog and a grassroots conversation on The Pet Connection revealed uh, the reason why dogs and cats were were falling over dead basically Um, and it had to do with the politics of pet food and sourcing and production, um, distribution, and a lack of communication between the USDA, the FDA, and the uh, AVMA, right? So the Department of Ag, the Food and Drug Administration, and the Professional Veterinary Community. Nobody was talking to anyone else, um, but they were talking on the Pet Connection. And uh, it was really amazing how, how it all worked out and how it came from pet owners simply finding each other and telling their, sharing their stories until there was a real groundswell. And the story of that groundswell is extended into a book-length investigation or overview by a human health scientist named Marion Nessel, and it's spelled like the chocolate company N-E-S-T-L-E pronounced Nestle and she's on the faculty at the University of or at Columbia University and her book Pet Food Politics the Chihuahua in the Coal Mine is worth a look alright that's it for us 6.30 just about time to go stick around lots of cool programming coming up and come find us next week same dog time same dog channel (laughs) Uh, for a part two of this let's go back and see how we got here and um, what this food thing is really all about all right thanks y'all have a great weekend and we'll, we'll see you here soon take care